Hello and welcome everyone. It's Justin Nielsen and we are here for the Stock Market Today by Investors Business Daily. I'm joined by Ed Carson and uh, we're going to break down the action of this Friday, uh, kind of a little bit of what's been going on this week. And uh, before we get there, Ed, what kind of stocks do you have for us to take a look at today? I want to take a look at the last three IBD stock of the day, uh, Selections, Arista Networks, CrowdStrike and Eli Lilly. Okay. But before we get to that, we'll go ahead and take a look at how the markets closed. Looks like we had the uh, S&P 500 uh, up 1.2%, the NASDAQ composite leading the day with a 1.6% gain, Dow Jones Industrial Average a little bit lower with a 0.9% gain, and the Russell 2000 bringing up the rear with a 0.8% gain. Now, one of the things I was looking at throughout the day was uh, the, the, the breadth. You know, one of the biggest complaints we've had about this market has been the breadth. And, uh, you know, that looked like it was coming in at about two to one uh, for the day. So the big question here, Ed, is, is it enough? You know, it was, look, we'd like to see that breadth continue, not just one good day. Uh, right. But today was, today was a strong day. I mean, it was a strong day on breadth. Uh, the major indexes, they staged upside reversals, uh, you know, and there was a lot of leading stocks that flashed buy signals. It was a really positive session. Volume was higher than the prior day. Uh, you can see that the NASDAQ in particular, that really led the way because the NASDAQ was the only index that didn't undercut because the S&P, we'll look at the other ones, but the S&P and Dow undercut. Uh, and today we had upside reversal. And actually in the last three days, the moving averages have all sort of closed near session highs. Now, the prior couple of days is like, well, they were inside days, so they weren't mm -hmm. really that decisive. But today is like, okay, moving higher. Getting above the 21-day line was nice. Getting above a few weeks. You know, this whole area that's been very tight, uh, you know, choppy action. Nice to see to get above there. Uh, definitely seemed to be a real change in, in character. Yeah. Getting above that green line, which is the exponential 21-day moving average line. And uh, filling in that gap from a couple weeks ago. So uh, a lot of positive technical action there. Uh, you mentioned inside days. Of course, those are when the high is lower than the previous day's high and the low is higher than the previous day's high. And we actually had two inside days, you know, one inside the other. It was almost yeah. like your your own little Russian dolls uh, for the market here. Um, but you mentioned how a lot of the other indexes were not in this same position. Usually when we, you know, when we see an index move, we kind of like to, see them move together, you know, everyone rowing in the same direction. And that really hasn't been the case. The S&P 500, as you mentioned, uh, that undercut, it's it's low previously. So we kind of had to reset our rally count. Uh, you know, we usually do a count, you know, starting with the first day of the rally and we wait for a confirmation. We had to restart that count. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I should also mention the S&P 500 didn't quite get to the 21-day line. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that... Um, you know, that's below the 200 day line that that was looking a lot worse. And then, of course, the Russell 2000, uh, even worse than that. So anything that we should be gleaning from these other indexes and their their strength today, but lack of participation in general. First, I'm just going to mention the Dow actually undercut the low from a couple of days oh, yeah. ago. So its rally count actually starts at one a one once again. So. <laughs> Uh, but it was positive upside reversal and all these things. Uh, there's RSP. When you look at I, you know, the Dow, the Russell, RSP, which is the equal weight for the S&P 500, shows you how the, the breadth has been so weak. Today it was solid, but it hasn't been good. And so you need to see that continue. We can't just have the Magnificent Seven lead the way. I mean, well, we can. I mean, but, you know, that, that makes it tough to... 
that just it, it it's it it feels less convincing if it's only a handful of names. It was nice today, but we wouldn't need to see more of that. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the most powerful gains every day, but if you can see some broad-based gains, uh, that would be really important. Yeah, and to your point, two of the things that we've been looking at is the GMIAA and the GMIAB on MarketSmith. Those kind of give us an indication uh, indication of the the breadth using the advanced decline line for either the NYSE or the Nasdaq, and both of those have looked pretty pitiful. Yeah, it doesn't include today, and so you'll see a bump, mm -hmm. another bump. There was a little bump, so you'll see another bump later on tonight or something. But yeah, the Nasdaq's been basically at all-time lows. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. been just a long, long time low. You know, so a little uptick. You know, we've seen little upticks before, and the trend has remained. So uh, just have to see a lot more than one day. Yeah. Now, Ed, you mentioned how the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually did undercut uh, its its lows today. And we should just, for those the, for those that might have forgotten already, this day did not start out well. No, no, it, it was, we look, the jobs report, the jobs report came out and it, it was a really strong headline number. Now there were some details that weren't so strong. And I think that's what came in, but the 10 year treasury yield skyrocketed all the way. And this was actually before the open, like at 4.89. So, but so during the trading day of the stock market, it was more like to 485, but it really, this was surging to a fresh 16 year high. It, you know, the market sold off. It looked like, oh boy, the Dow was undercutting. The S and P was getting close. I mean, it got very close to undercutting. Mm -hmm. uh, four two one six four five, four two one nine five five. Just needed a few more minutes of that, and that would have undercut. The two hundred day line was, yeah. So that's part of it was positive. It was sort of like this massive shakeout, you know, which is actually, you know, it, but uh, yeah, it did not. It wasn't. It looked like it was going to be a pretty pretty awful day when we started the day. Mm -hmm. And so for those that are a little bit newer to the game and the discussion, you know, what what is the focus so much on jobs? I mean, we had the the jolts report that were shaking, you know, shaking things up um, a lot more strength than what has been expected. And, you know, why is that so bad for the market? And why is it, you know, having such an effect on the 10 year Treasury yield? Uh, well, I mean, one, the, the jobs have been strong, which suggests that the Fed may continue to raise rates. Now, there, again, some of the details were less so, like wages and such. So there are reasons to not be as worried as that headline. But a strong job market means we're probably going to see more Fed rate hikes. It also means not only because the Fed is worried about inflation, but because you can afford to get away with it. Mm -hmm. uh, because if the economy is strong, you can, like, you know, take a little bit more medicine, basically, to try to, to get rid of the bad stuff uh, in a way that you might not. Uh, if you weren't shaky your ground. And there's also other reasons like just massive budget deficits and such that are already pushing the 10-year treasury yield up. And so anything that gets that momentum, uh, it, it, it's just it's just on a it's just it's just been surging uh, along. So Fed doesn't like that. 10-year treasury yield going up, that you discount future growth based on that. And there's also the dollar. The 10-year yield pushes up the dollar and the dollar did actually and while the 10-year yield came off highs, the dollar actually reversed lower, third straight day down. So this was one of the reasons why the market rallied too, because all the foreign operations, all the exports that you translate back into dollars, uh, that's been getting more. You're getting fewer and fewer dollars for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was just something that's going to be affecting earnings, that and the 10, you know, so those have been negatives. 
Yeah. So thanks for that breakdown. I mean, there's a reason why we call him Econ Ed around here. And uh, yeah, it, it just makes me think, you know, that old saying, you know, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It seems like a lot of people are looking at, well, we haven't killed it yet. So why not, you know, why not just do what we can to make it stronger? Um, let's take a look at some of the sectors real quick. And, uh, you know, certainly tech is one of the areas that we we spend some time on, um, X, you know, SMH, uh, the, the chips, that was... Um, you know, been beaten down quite a bit, but a strong, strong day there. Uh, IGV, which is the software, uh, that also, you know, approaching the 50-day the moving average line, a lot of big uh, heavyweights in there that have been uh, not looking too bad compared to the market. And XLE, uh, this, this is one that has been kind of um, on the ropes a little bit, looking like it was potentially getting support at its 200-day moving average line. Um, anything to add on these? Well, this and some of the others in like the tech, you know, you can sort of see them. They're either coming to the 50-day line or getting close. So you could see how a lot of those stocks, especially the leading ones, would be taking off. The energy really took a pounding this week. And oil was down more than 8%. Gasoline was down more than 8%, the futures. Uh, it's really hard to go up, in, you know, when, when that is coming up. And, and other sectors, they, they generally rose today, but, you know, they're well off highs outside of tech. Mm -hmm. So two of those sectors, XME, the the mining and metals, uh, again a little bit less uh, less strong here, uh, still below the 200-day moving average line, and XLI, uh, the industrials, uh, also you know below its 200-day moving average line, so uh, a, a lot further to go to show strength. I mean, great that they reversed today, but uh, definitely in weaker positions. So exactly, uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the stocks. And as you mentioned, uh, we have a daily feature called stock of the day where we'll go through and you know talk about a particular stock that is maybe setting up looking interesting um sometimes you know it's it's sell signals it's not always a bullish case that we're making for some of these stocks but what we're going to feature today is some of the stocks that we've had over the last week and it's kind of a reminder that uh even when the market's not looking great, you should be doing that research, building your watch list and looking for ideas, because a lot of times those are the ones that are going to be uh, the first ones out of the gate. And we can go ahead and start with the risk and networks. Uh, the ticker symbol here is A-N-E-T. What are you seeing here, Ed? Uh, today, it made a nice move, sort of cleared this downtrend, this short-term high, rebounded from the 21-day, 50-day line, sort of offered an early entry in this whole area here. Uh, the volume wasn't the strongest, you know, is well below average, but these these volume days are still better than most of the down days. They sort of they they at least relatively look better than stuff over the past month. Um, also, on a weekly, it's not showing up now, but it should in a couple hours. MarketSmith should show this as a flat base, so it's sort of a flat base. It's been some wild action, but it's sort of a flat base on top of a prior base in somewhat. So that'll provide another entry. Uh, so this one was one that sort of turned around. It was one of the early ones to turn around. I mean, there was a lot of stocks that did well, mm -hmm. but this one's sort of like, hey, this one didn't fall that much and strengthened pretty well. Uh, and so this is one that uh, has some strong fundamentals. Yeah, the growth is slowing, but it's hard to be too disappointed by 46% and 39% growth rates uh, in the latest quarter. So I think there's a lot to like technically and fundamentally here. 
Mm-hmm. And to your point, uh, this is one that was pretty much holding above the 50-day moving average line where the indexes and most stocks, I mean, the vast majority of stocks were below their uh, 50-day moving average line. So that was something that was definitely special about this. And you see that in the relative strength line, uh, that relative strength line, the blue line uh, right there, that's comparing the particular stock to the S&P 500 and this is a stock where the relative strength line is getting into new high ground before the price is hitting new price highs. And that's kind of a that's kind of a special thing, right? It is. And we often mark that with a blue dot. Now, why didn't we mark this with a blue dot to signify, you know, stocks doing that? Because it doesn't have a new base yet. In a couple hours, we might see a blue <laughs> dot pop on this because it'll have a flat base. So if it doesn't have a consolidation, just hitting a new high, but this is a blue dot special in my in my book uh, because we'll have that flat base. And I also want to note that while the volume hasn't been great, you can also see the AD relating AD rating accumulation distribution rating is okay at B minus, and the up down ratio uh, of volume is one point seven. So there is some strength that buying is is been pretty well pretty yeah. well in this one. Volume might not have been too heavy, but at least it's favoring the positive side. Um, Switching over to the computer software security area, it seemed like there were a lot of stocks to choose from in this space. Um, But let's go ahead and take a look at CrowdStrike, ticker symbol uh, CWRD. Well, you definitely got volume here. Nobody's going to question that. This was Sorry, you know what? CRWD. I C-R-W-D. went backwards there. <laughs> I, I just had to like replay that in my mind one sec. <laughs> but very strong volume. Uh, sort of cleared this area, sort of the whole area here. It's sort of been messy. Uh, the relative strength line, it's uh, it's probably getting up to a 52-week high or right up to an 11-month you know, high. And it doesn't really have the same kind of base, so it won't show the RS line. But this is powerful. I think the only thing that's a downside on this one uh, is the fact that it's now 11% above the 50-day line. Now, maybe if you bought it early on today, but part of the issue is that since it wasn't, it was a little messy. It wasn't exactly clear. Well, where should you get into it? If you buy it early, you're not really through the mess. If you buy it when it gets out, cleared out, it's starting to get um, extended. But strong fundamentals. Strong group, as you say, we can pop and look at a couple others, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I definitely one to be watching. It, it may be a little extended, but it's really been strong. Yeah, and this was one that Scott St. Clair was talking about quite a bit today on IBD Live. Um, we also put Palo Alto Networks, PANW, uh, that joined Swing Trader today. I should have also mentioned that ANET uh, got an ad uh, for for a leaderboard. It was already on the leaderboard product, but Palo Alto uh, looking pretty strong. This one kind of sets itself apart because if you look at the weekly chart on this one, it was, you know, it, it had it had been one of the pow- more powerful ones in that it had gotten up to new high ground, um, whereas a lot of these were still having some overhead supply that they had to work through. But uh, here's that blue dot that you were talking about. Yeah, and so that's well below the highs, and it's already flashing there. Uh, another one just to mention is Qualys. Uh, and this one had also sort of, you know, sort of basically landing up to highs. Nice action here, uh, blasting out of a quasi-flat base. You could sort of treat this as an alternate handle to the long consolidation. Either way, RS line has been skyrocketing lately. So again, a lot in this group. I wouldn't be surprised to see this group move higher in the rankings after, mm-hmm. after today because really strong day, really strong week uh, for this group. Yeah, and volume really accompanied the uh, these. Uh, it was 
you know, kind of hit or miss on a lot of stocks that I was looking at. Um, of course, you know, a lot of times what happens is there's a last minute spike at the end of the day. Um, but these, you know, these had it throughout the day. They were really strong throughout. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this uh, up today with a look at a healthcare stock, Eli Lilly. And of course, uh, one of the things that, you know, people have been looking at closely for this is the the, the weight loss, uh, formerly diabetes uh, medications uh, that are, getting a lot of attention now and Eli Lilly is participating. Yeah, this one definitely was. It was looking a little bit, this is where the thing is, where these tests can be like, you don't know how it's going to go. It was, looks like it's going to find support on Monday. Okay. And then Tuesday, it does not, but then it comes right back. It regained it on Thursday. And then today, strong volume, blasting off the 50-day line, clearing the 21-day line. That might've been a good place to enter, you know, around there. Also getting above a lot of, you know, some of the areas in this uh, again, strong volume, a chance to buy this one for the first time. It, it'll take a little while before it has a base. Uh, RS line, pretty close to highs. Uh, it had gone on a strong run, so it paused a little bit, but definitely on the upswing, uh, really strong growth. This is a lot of drug makers we often consider defensive growth, but this one, because of the transformation it's going to have with weight loss, at least in the short run or the next couple of years, it's, gonna, it's expected to have really solid growth. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, that's not all it has in its pipeline. Uh, this no. does have a lot of Alzheimer's uh, treatments that are, you know, very interesting and, you know, um, cutting edge. Um, so just to kind of put a bow on the day, uh, one of the things we were talking about on IBD Live is this idea of, you know, when things turn, uh, it's not always easy to to buy something. It's, it's, it's hard sometimes to get out of that negative mindset. Um, but that was where Bill O'Neill, the founder of uh, Investors Business Daily, would often say, look, when when things when things start turning, you you don't have to buy a lot. You don't have to buy everything, but you sometimes want to get your foot in the door. So as as people go into the weekend, as investors go into the weekend here, what should they be doing in terms of their action plan? Well, they definitely should be getting, you know, getting getting your watch list up to date. Uh, if you didn't, you could have could have bought something. Perhaps you should have added something today. Uh, and uh, I would definitely be something like move in maybe gradually because we, it wouldn't take much to see this market turn around and go negative again. I mm -hmm. mean, it's like, uh, you know, if if the 10 year Treasury goes back up to five percent, uh, you know, really makes it, it it's going to be hard to see the rally doing that. But, be you know, prepared, really look for those stocks that are actionable or nearly so. Uh, have, you know, we at IBD Live, we have a ready and watch list. So getting a ready list and then maybe have a broader watch list of stocks that are showing some pretty good relative strength just to keep in, keep in touch uh, and just be ready to just be stay engaged, be ready to go on, on the next few days. Just, just, and uh, I would also just, again, be gradual. If things keep on working, it won't take long to be pretty, pretty heavily invested. If things go badly, it won't be so hard to get out if things reverse lower again. Uh, but this is a time to be uh, to be really working hard and, and then maybe taking action in the next few days. Yeah. And to your point, uh, one of the things that we're going to uh, determine us getting more heavily invested is we just have to have some traction. That was something that was lacking after our August 29th follow through day that really didn't go anywhere. So that'll be very telling if we can start getting traction on some of these names, uh, have having them, you know, go up for more than a day or two, uh, yeah. ideally, and uh, before they before they turn tail. Um, and as we've been talking about more participation. So uh, that's all things that we'll be looking for. And of course, these are things that we look for every morning 
uh, right before the open, 10 minutes before the open, and about an hour and a half into the trading session on IBD Live every day. If you haven't joined us for that, uh, please do so. It's at www.investors.com slash IBD Live. Uh, we'd love to have you take a trial and uh, you know see what we're doing, especially at these turning points. It can be a lot more uh, interesting uh, as, as we go through a lot of stocks live on the air. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thanks for all your insights, Ed, and thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.